What is going on, my friends? This is Dana with the Light of Day podcast. So, I don't know if any of you have noticed, but, well, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp have gone down suddenly, aka something's happening behind the scenes, am I right? There was a 60 Minutes episode with a Facebook whistleblower that aired last night, um, which is probably why they have shut down all of the platforms today. And so I wonder how many of you are absolutely losing your minds without your addictive technology. Um, I want to go into the astrology of the day uh, quickly because, well, I couldn't post it on my Instagram. So why not share it here? And this is going to lead us into a discussion of our need to take control um, and understanding our ego a little bit better. So today is October 4th, 2021, and the sun is in Libra and the moon is in Virgo. The sun in Libra is very much about aesthetics, beauty, balance, and harmony, and partnerships. The moon in Virgo very much so thrives on perfection, type A, getting it done, being in control, bam, 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 okay? I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning feeling the need to sort of take control of my environment. Um, maybe you're drawn to organizing and cleaning or you have aspirations to feel healthier and more beautiful in your body. Maybe you're starting to, to really crave action taking. Now, the shadow side of this energy, Libra and Virgo together, is that they are masters of complaining uh, that the world isn't the way that they want it to be, right? They, they see all of these, um, you know, they, they hope for all of these beautiful things to unfold in their lives, and they have high expectations and a long list of preferences and Obviously, what happens when we live in that state of mind is that that expectation alone brings on disappointment. And so can somebody say ego, right? Like, wow, that is major, major ego. I want to first start out by saying that the ego is not bad, okay? It's honestly one of our most helpful tools if we can learn how to understand it and work with it and, and use it in our experience as a lens rather than a home or a focus, right? We want to be able to see through that lens, understand that lens, and, and know what it does to us, know what it does to our environment, know what energy that it calls in, what sort of vibration that we're resonating at when we are sitting in our ego lens, but we don't want to embody the ego lens. The ego tends to cloud our vision, okay? It tends to cloud our truth. The reason being is because, well, we are all awakening, we are all awakening to our truth, our power, and our sovereignty. But in order to do that, we must meet chaos. We need to have something that unlocks those doors for us, right? We need to have something that says, uh, okay, 
Um, so you're stuck in this lens. You think who you are. Remember being a teenager, right? Like, and you have your badass car or what you thought was and, and nobody can tell you nothing, right? We're in our most egoic state in our, in our teenage years, most of us, unless of course it develops later on, which listen, we can't really predict how each and every one of us is going to experience our experiences, but we do know that ego exists and we feel it and it causes rifts within our existence. So the ego will cloud our vision, okay? It will play devil's advocate. It will have us making choices that will teach us a very swift lesson. Um, the ego tries to convince us that living and loving is conditional based on what we perceive our needs to be as if I am the center of the universe and what I have to say or what I need is the priority. Now, the catch 22 here is that, well, your needs are the priority in your life. But it's all dependent on how we communicate those needs and what we believe that need actually is, okay? Or where that need actually stems from. Now, anytime that we are, are sort of given this conditional love or, or acceptance based on our ego needs, such as you aren't good enough unless you complete this or you aren't there yet until you meet this goal you know constantly keeping ourselves small what the ego does is it exposes our fear okay it's a huge exposure and and it it's here to teach us our light the ego is our shadow it follows us around it helps us make our decisions based on what we need to learn and those decisions manifest in our reality as our current circumstance and so if the ego exposes our fear, it's, it's certainly not, not exposing directly our truth. But if love knows nothing other than acceptance and compassion and empathy for the human condition, then I think it's time that we ask ourselves, where can I silence my ego and support myself a little bit better? The ego helps us learn, but it, it also can become a trap. Um, and it can become a patterned mindset. And so when we look at somebody who, who, who literally lives in the ego lens, they become the victim of their whole entire circumstance. Everything in their life is there to victimize them or helps them victimize themselves. So let's say I'm living in my ego mind and, you know, things are just not going the way that I wish them to go. Okay. Why is this not happening for me? Okay, I deserve this. I worked really hard for this. Can't anybody see that? I am this. I am that. That feeling only draws forth more negative feeling because it's obvious that there is another lens that we can look through. There's a purpose behind why you didn't get what you wanted, why the thing didn't unfold the way that it should have, right? It's because we are constantly learning and constantly evolving and constantly understanding what it is to be a sentient being, but also both the creator and the destroyer of our circumstance based on our knowledge and our vibration. And so 
can you live within your experience without expectation? Like, are you able to let yourself live without the expectation of, let's say, performing or showing up or being the funny one or, you know, meeting some sort of external um, desire or or meeting the way people see you, right? Maybe they see you as the funny person. And now you believe it's your responsibility to always show up as the funny person, right? And so that's a a self-imposed expectation. And so how many self-imposed expectations do you have of yourself? Do you have a constant list, a running list going of all of your unmet expectations of self? Because as far as I'm concerned, that is really toxic for your brain and your body and your experience in entirety. And so if everything works out exactly as it should for our own growth and evolution, why are we rushing? Why do we try to control every outcome as if we are in control of the outcome? Truly, you're not in control of the outcome. You've been given a, a direction. You've been put on a highway, on a path forward, okay? And, you know, it's not your decision on whether you can exit this highway, okay? This highway is the direction you're going. However, you get to dictate what happens from then on, right? You plop into this body, you're put on a path, you're here for a purpose, you're here to learn some things, you're here to fuck up, you're here to win, you're here to experience the full range of emotions from joy to sadness to disappointment to rage to everything in between, okay? But that's your track. This is your highway. You are fucking driving down the highway. Here we go for the next 85 years of your life. This is it. Okay. You're in your car. This is your vehicle. But you get to choose throughout this experience, right? So that's the beauty of, of being a sovereign being is that your choices entirely dictate your reality. And that is down to the vibration of the day, right? If you wake up and you're fucking pissed off and you hate everything and life sucks and and then you are just going to call in similar experiences because, well, as within, so without. If you are harboring and internalizing lower density vibration, that mucky, disgusting, yuck feeling of failure and hopelessness, you're just calling in other experiences that... Uh, affirm those beliefs in that moment. But what if I told you that it is equally as simple to shut that brain down and say, you know what, Um, I'm tired of looking at this through my shadow lens, through my ego lens, through my third dimensional lens. I would much prefer to look at my experience from a different seat. Okay, and this is something that I, this is part of my teaching. This is how I, this is how I live. This is how I lead my life is understanding that we have different seats to sit in, okay? You, you have this body, this is your vehicle, you're driving down the road, and it's pouring rain, you have somewhere that you need to be, but now every single person is going slow as molasses, and you are stuck in traffic, and so that negative mindset is just going to continue this sort of negative outcome, okay? 
Whereas if you can say, if you can sit back and say, I don't want to have that frustrating fucking shitty experience. I just don't. I don't have the emotional capacity for it. I would much prefer to be happy. Okay. I just, why can't I be happy? Why can't I be happy? Okay. The, the question is, why are you stopping yourself from feeling joy and happiness? What is it that is standing in your way of, of you experiencing some goodness? Okay. And when we look at the experience itself, we can appropriately categorize this as a vibrational experience. If you are stuck in the muck thinking of some bullshit and, and now you're just, your heart center is pumping out this like negativity, you are then vibrating within that dimension of awareness. And so within that dimension of awareness, you call in more of that awareness. So everything sucks. So all of the suck is just going to continue coming on. Okay. I want you to now take a pause from that and take a step back and say, you know what, I would much prefer to be happy and joyful and, and grateful for this experience. Because guess what, regardless of whether or not you believe so, you are a part of that rainy ass traffic. You are a part of it. You are making you you are creating that traffic as well and so for you to blame everyone around you for being dumb or slow or you know for the rain happening and everything sucks right you essentially are taking yourself out of that equation putting yourself above it and saying you all you are all the problem I am simply here wishing to be elsewhere and it's all of you who have caused my, you know, slowing down or, you know, whatever. Now I'm going to be late. Me. Good old me. I'm going to be late. Regalness uh, in the flesh. How could I, right? Like it just becomes this big fucking ego game and it's not helpful for anyone. And so how can we flip the switch, right? If we can accept, radically accept our circumstance, right? Like you literally can't do anything about the traffic. In fact, you are the traffic. So, I, so why are you complaining, right? If you can step back and say, I can't do anything about this. There's literally nothing I can do. I'm completely out of control. And that's okay because I'm safe. I'm just slightly inconvenienced. And that's also okay. Because had I been going any faster, I could have been the accident that stopped this traffic. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I am here, alive, safe. Yeah, I'm sitting in traffic. Yeah, it's a minor inconvenience, but I'm going to put on some music that I like. I'm going to sing. I'm going to be here now because now is all I have. That feeling, what does that feel like in your body, right? What, how does that train of thought feel? Feels lighter, doesn't it? Feels like less pressure. Like you, you know, yeah, you, you're slightly inconvenienced, but this certainly isn't the end of the world. And, you know, if I'm contributing to this, and then you know, what, what else could I do? I, I have an excuse. The excuse is that I have no control over it the accident that happened and that I'm going to be late to my job or to the party or and and I will go on to wherever my destination is my chosen destination 
and I will enjoy the rest of my life. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what happens when you sit in that seat? You get to enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> you get to say, you know what? I'm not going to be a victim of this circumstance, being that I am a part of the circumstance. This is happening. This is happening in my field of consciousness, here to teach me something about myself. The easiest way to figure out sort of where your lessons hide within your experience are your triggers, okay? And so this is why I have my clients carry around a little notebook or a pad with them. Even if it's fucking sticky notes, I don't care what they write it on, just record, right? I have them record the triggers throughout their week. Like, what's triggering you? What's bringing on some real irritation that you feel, uh, you feel it in your body? What is it? Identify them. Just identify. You don't need to elaborate. We'll elaborate in session. Just identify what it is that is causing you this discomfort inside of your body. Now, what can that feel like? That can feel like, mm, you know, a deep sinking feeling in the root. It can feel like your stomach dropping. It can feel like shallow breaths. It can feel like a scratchy throat. It can feel like a headache. Whatever it may be, it could feel like fucking rage. You know, you can feel like you're fucking engulfed with fire of hell and, and you know, like whatever it feels like in your body. I tell them, I want you to record the things that trigger you because those are the keys. Those are the keys to the doors that hold some really deep, dark shit, right? That hold the, the weight of your density, the darkness that you hold, right? As a light worker, what's my job? I shed light, right? As a shadow worker, what's my job? I, I pull out your shadow. I don't care what you call me, but my job is to show you those keys. These are your triggers. These are your triggers. Shake, 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 shake. Right here. These are your triggers. <laughs> I cannot. And those triggers are here to teach you something extraordinarily valuable about your experience. And if you fight them and resist them, you will just continue sitting in a space, observing a field of consciousness that matches that feeling. Okay, the triggering feeling, the paranoia. What could this be? And so why try to control these triggers rather than trying to understand them? Let's understand what is triggering you, what is triggering me, what is triggering us. If we can radically accept and acknowledge that the triggers that we have in our environment or in our relationships directly link us to our ego needs and desires, okay, and that they affirm a negative pattern or set of behaviors that keep us within a negative loop 
which then continues to manifest low vibrational interactions, reactions, and you, you get stuck in your body, you get stuck in your mind, you wonder why you're depressed, why you're anxious, why you're sad, and it's because of the focus, right? Where's the focus? What seat are we sitting in? What lens is this? Okay, so why try to control the outcome? Do you really think it will make you happier to arrive where you think you need to be, right? Without all of the necessary tools that you need to get there? Your triggers unlock the doors and your tools are inside, right? Those things that you have the tools, you got the trigger, <laughs> the tools. The trigger then becomes the tool, right? We understand ourselves differently. We have more compassion and empathy for our interactions and reactions. We understand that our emotions directly point us toward an understanding, a deep, deep understanding of ourselves. And that every single human being on earth has this sort of constant internal dialogue happening. It's just dependent on where they are sitting. If we can have compassion and empathy and love for ourselves and our experience, then all we're going to do is continue to learn and continue to bring in positive circumstances that reinforce the behavior of Shoshin, right? Like being the student, being the beginner, the fool in tarot, right? It's like if we can just continue to be the student, the seeker, and then eventually the teacher, we will have then sort of fulfilled all of our soul seats. But if we continue vibrating in a lower density, it's like you just continue this to perpetuate the cycle of, of shit and complaining. And, and then you call in other people who are complaining. And it just, just becomes this big tangled mess that eventually at some point it becomes too heavy and you have to begin untangling it. And that's where shadow work comes into play. And that's where triggers come into play. Okay. And so we have to be willing to go through the intricacies of our evolution. We have to be willing to go to the dark places. We have to be willing to learn the lessons. We have to be willing to, you know, end the thing that we thought would be so great, but wasn't. We have to be willing to do these things for ourselves, because if we do not, we are in a cycle of it's an ego trap. It's like, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to feel. And so I don't want to. Okay. So I'm not going to do any of these things in order to keep me feeling comfortable and safe. And, and you know, listen, if, if you're somebody who is happy and comfortable in their current circumstance then truck on my friend, but Trust me, trust me when I say that the ego is our greatest tool, but it is not our home, okay? Because the universe knows that you can handle the good stuff. The universe knows that you can handle the money, the joy, the traveling, the relationship, etc. right? You can handle happiness. We know that. That's, we're here to experience the full range of emotion, joy, as well as its equal and opposite pain, okay? Sadness, whatever it may be, however you feel the equal and opposite. But what we need to prove in, instead that we can handle all of that goodness, right? We need to prove that 
we are open and willing to do what's necessary to get there. Okay. And that we are brave and bold enough to move through the moments of difficulty and move through the, the challenges and the uncertainty and the fear. That's where the lessons live. And so we have to learn to live our life, not by control, but by participation. We have to participate in it, all of it, not just the joy, because with that comes this request for more, this, this deep burning desire for more, right? You're joyful, it's great, but, but that's stagnant. If you're continually in this state of joy, it, you would have no variability in your life. You wouldn't actually know what joy feels like without its equal and opposite. And so throughout our existence and throughout our experience, each of us as individuals, we all encounter the lessonry required, the lessonry specific to our soul's personal evolution. So we don't have the same journey, you and I, okay? Depending on how long your soul's been around, how many times it's been around the block, what your identity has been in the past, the, the ancestral familial trauma that you had incurred throughout your lifetimes. It's like we all have very specific and individual requirements here during this loop around uh, earth school once again. Okay, because you're a soul having another human experience. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transformed. And so your energy, what you are made of, has been around forever. So our experiences are all very different and very specific and curated. I mean, perfectly tailored to you. And so when we can say, okay, headmaster, <laughs> great spirit, I trust that you will guide me toward my highest good and that what is put in my path is not anything that I couldn't handle. In fact, I was made for this and this was made for me. And so I am open and willing to receive however you see fit. However, it works out in my personal evolution and understanding of myself and my experience and my soul and my power okay because at the end of the day this is all bringing us back to our power universe i trust you and so i i will not control i will not attempt to control my experience so much as participate in my experience because i know through participation i'm learning And so if we're always sitting in the seat, the ego's seat, okay, and attempting to control or bypass our growth, if we were given what we desire, right, if we've, we've continually attempted to control and bypass all of the ups and downs in our lives, right, we just want, we want balance, homeostasis, we want everything to be good all the time, okay, so we're resisting. We are resisting and we are trying to bypass these things so that we don't need to feel anything negative. 
and we're just sort of creating this facade that will eventually need to be completely broken down again. Um, and so it's in our best interest to sort of not go down that path, not bypass our growth. Because if we were given what we desired, you know, in the exact moment we desired it, do you think we would be equipped enough to handle it? So in other words, if I said, I want to be the queen of England, do you think that I can just go ahead and step into that role um, and be happy and, and ready to take on that responsibility? Fuck no, that's the most ridiculous thing on the planet. The same thing as if I, you know, I'm a, a 16 year old kid, 18 year old kid, let's say, just graduate. I am going to be a nurse. I wanna be a nurse right now. You think that I would be able to just step foot in the hospital without all of the experience of even just putting on a sock for another person? Seriously. Or how about the forewarning of taking off an old person's sock? The snowflakes that come with the, the swift motion of the removal of sock from said foot? The skin dandruff that flurries around your face? I mean, come on, no. I need to have those experiences in order to really understand what I'm doing there, right? I need to learn from, from the beginning. And so our ego says, fuck you, I'm not a beginner. I can fucking do everything. Duh, duh, duh. Give it to me, give it to me right now. And it's hilarious because if we were to just have this, this thing we want dropped into our lap, we would fucking drown. We would fucking drown. And so this sort of ego battle throughout our lives is so important because we need to be knocked off that pedestal, right? We need to be brought down to size. Like, no, bitch, actually, you need to start from the beginning. You don't even know how to turn down a bed for a patient, right? And anyway, that's a shitty excuse or, or uh, example because I fucking, I never learned how to do beds or sheets or anything. I think that's ridiculous that that's even tested in nursing school. Um, but like, damn, bitch, you can't just throw an IV in a person. You need to actually know what a needle feels like in your hand. You need, to, you need to do a finger stick on yourself. Like you need to do all of these like crazy weird fucking intricate uh, detail oriented sort of things that you fuck up on, okay? This is the part is like, you need to fuck up a million times before you actually get what you want. And at that point, it's what you absolutely deserve. You deserve to be happy, right? You absolutely, you deserve everything in the world. You deserve everything that you want. But in due time, you don't get to just dictate to the universe, I want this bitch. And then like they throw it into your lap and you're like, thank you, I can handle that. And then you can handle it. Like that's not, life would look a lot different outside of us if that were the case. Okay, so would you have the same respect for your accomplishments? Like if, if, you're given everything, would you still respect yourself for your accomplishment? No, you wouldn't have accomplished anything. You would have just been in a seat of receiving. It's not how this works. It's not divine balance. It's, that's ego, that's ego, okay? So the why, 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 or like the me, 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 or like why me, okay? That, that energy, the sort of, like 
yeah, the, the straight up like victimhood of, of existence. I don't feel sorry for folks like that. I, I desperately wish to show them a different way, okay? Because that lens creates that existence. And so do you know how to recognize the ego versus the soul? Um, I'm going to give you a little rundown. Um, just because it's, it was brought to my attention this week with one of my clients that she is a, um, a new nurse mentor. And she was like, yeah, like, it's actually really weird. Like, you know, there are things that they're really simple things that I don't think that, um, are valuable enough to, to bring up or to talk about, uh, because they seem really simple to me. But in fact, to her clients, they have so much value. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, you know, that's really beautiful. Like, yeah, we need to teach the simple things. We need to teach from step one. We need to allow people to be beginners. Like, because then we think we know everything and then that's when the ego takes control. But I digress. She was basically bringing up the fact that we control the information we put out because we have that imposter syndrome. We have that sort of second guessing of oneself that like, I mean, you know it, you know what that feels like. Um, and I just found that really interesting. I don't, I honestly don't remember why I brought that up. I really don't. Um, the why me, the ego, the triggers, the shadow work, the this, the that, the other, whatever. All I'm saying is that you need to work within this life. This is all about participation. It's about being fully embodied and present in your feeling self, in your emotion, in your existence, in your experience, and taking radical fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Radical, um, blame. That's like, what's the other word for blame? Like ownership. There we go. Um, taking ownership over your experience, you like blaming other people for shit is a very egoic thing to do. It's saying like, Oh, that's not mine. I'm too good to think that way. I'm too good to have that opinion. I'm too good. I'm too good. I'm too good. Right? Like that sort of exchange of energy in the environment changes what comes into your, your experience. And so let's talk about the, the differences between what the ego feels like. Okay. Or what it sounds like rather. So the ego to me, okay, this is how I categorize this. The ego is loud. Okay. It's that loud voice. It's the aggressive voice, the demanding voice, the one that's consistently challenging you, consistently asking you like, are you sure that's enough? Mm, I think that you could be better. I think that you should be first. I think that this, I think that that, 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 okay? The soul is way different. It's a different tone, okay? It's not in your face the same way ego is. The soul is a quiet undercurrent. 
it's something that we have to learn how to tap into. In fact, it's it's so quiet and and calm and graceful, um, filled with compassion and empathy. It's a safe place to land. It's softness. It has a very soft voice. It's non-threatening. It's non-threatening. And so the ego comes out and threatens, okay? You're not good enough. See, I told you. Oh, look, you did it again, right? Like that voice. And then the soul is like, oh, no, uh, that's okay. You're learning. This is your first time doing it. I'm proud that you even got up there. What a beautiful job you did for this being your first time. Or, right, like, like that sweetness, there's a deep sweetness about the soul, okay? And so coming back, wrapping this up, coming back to the energy of the day, all right? The Libra-Virgo combination has the potential almost to hold the vibe of Veruca Salt. That's her name. Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka, which is gross, okay? Like this, bam, 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 I deserve this. I want beautiful things. I, uh, 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 okay? Which can put us in a seat of, that's really uncomfortable that the world is not delivering to me exactly what the fuck I want, right? Just like coming back to the beginning of this conversation about Libra and Virgo together, they have this sort of like, they have this vision of the world, how they want it to be. And when it doesn't show up in that way, we're confronted with some sort of conflict, some sort of uh, ego fight or, or ego trip, right? There's a, there is a obvious sort of outcome that comes from, I wish the world looked like this. Why doesn't it look like this? Rather than how can I contribute to making it look like this? Okay. And that's sort of what I want to bring this back to is, yeah, it could be Veruca salt energy, right? But conversely, it has the potential to help us lovingly embrace ourselves, okay, in in the beauty of becoming. Because we are all beginners in something and we're all stepping into this new world, right? We're we're both the creators and the destroyers. We're we're in the destroying and also the creation sort of pot right now where our old ways of being, our old thoughts uh, thoughts systems of belief, um, paradigms where, where all of those things are societal conditioning, right? It's all crumbling. And, you know, we're, we're responsible for rebuilding as well. And so it's a really strange time to be alive. Um, but the potential that this energy has to to help us embrace the beauty of becoming who we are supposed to be, more ourselves, more of our truth, more of our understanding, right? And that's very much so Libra, that balance, harmony, partnership, all right? And then also it can help us to guide us in, in organizing ourselves 
and our emotions and our understandings and, and, you know, sort of our external and internal environments and to create the steps that we need to take to get to where we hope to be, not where we will definitely be because there are no definites. And although we've been given this sort of vehicle and put on this highway, we get to choose the direction, all of which helps to balance out our lessonry, right? You go this way and that's a huge fucking success. And then you decide, well, maybe I'm going to go this way because this feels good, but it wasn't right. And now it's been a failure and now another success and another failure and bing, 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 bing. And in each situation, more of the ego is dissolved and more understanding, I hope, is created within so as to really enforce that compassion and empathy for oneself, okay? And so we get to decide what this energy does for us. And especially during the dark moon, we have the, um, the new moon in Libra coming up on the 6th of October. Um, you know, we're, we have the darkest nights in the next couple of days. This is deep internal investigation. This is... This is recalibration. This is asking all of the, the hard stuff and feeling all of the darkness that you hold and figuring out where you can unearth little bits and pieces of that that you no longer need and so that you can embody more light in that space. Okay, and so today I want you to count your blessings or whenever you're listening to this, I, I hope that you are counting your blessings. Um, and see if you can write a list, okay? Write a list for all of the beautiful things that you have in your life. Both of these signs um, have big time Venus influence. And so the, that's the planet of love and beauty and, and, you know, both aesthetic beauty and relationship love. Um, and so see if you can feel into the beauty in your life. List all of the beautiful things that you have in your life. What are you grateful for? And where do you hope? your journey takes you where do you see yourself and are you okay with that not being the outcome if we can be okay with that really that's not it for us and that's okay because something better is is out there something way more unbelievable and and grand and and you know something that is going to help us feel the fullest range of emotion because that's, again, guys, it's why we're here. Um, and so we are approaching the dark moon. Like I said, we're going internal. We're being asked to sift through some of the dark spaces. What can be released? If you can acknowledge the beauty in your life and radically accept who you're showing up as, commit to being better for yourself and only yourself, right? That's not ego. That's evolution, there's a difference. It's like when we commit to being better for societal reasons or for, uh, you know, for reasons outside of ourselves that don't benefit our soul, it becomes an ego need, okay? And so commit to being better for yourself. And, you know, if you're open and willing to receive what's next without expectation, you'll be greatly rewarded because you trust and trust holds the same vibration of love and so 
if we can remember that we are divinely guided by a power far greater than we could possibly imagine and that everything is perfect and everything is purposeful for our individual and collective evolution, then we can rest a little easier because, yeah, you're the captain of this ship, but you are only responsible for, for making the decisions based on your participation and your experience. You cannot control any external event. And so if we can trust that everything that comes into our lives is for us, it's happening for us and not to us, right? That's that victim mentality, that ego mentality. Then we can see how much there is to learn and how much love there is to be had by simply switching the lens from sort of that me, 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 why me, why me to wow, look at everything that is unfolding. Look at the magic of the universe. Look at the beauty of what is, it is to become. I, I, I love the experience of becoming because who the fuck am I becoming next? Like what? Like, I've already been so many different identities. Like who am I next? I am open and willing to receive the next me. I am open and willing to receive all of the lessons that will point me towards the fullest of my feeling and my power and my experience. I am open and willing to receive because I trust in the divine guidance of the universe. I trust that nothing is a coincidence and that everything is purposeful for our individual and collective evolution. And so new beginnings are coming, guys. October 6th brings us the new moon in Libra. Organize, make your lists, balance the scales, go internal, ask yourself what needs attention, okay, and love yourself there. Do what you have to do to create some order, but remember, you are not in control the way you think you are, and what you need to focus on is, is being very aware of the seat that you are sitting in and how you are communicating from that seat. Okay? I'm sending you big, 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 big love, as always. And that's a wrap. Until next time. Now, if you liked this podcast and it resonated with you, please like, share, comment, repost, whatever all of these apps are asking for um, today. That is so long as Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp are up and running. Um, but I have taken about 47 minutes to talk to you. So fingers crossed that it is so that we can all satiate our ego need for connection and desire. <laughs> oh, what a sick world. Isn't it strange to think what it would happen to us if we did not have social media, right? Like if this just lasted? How many, how many, oh my God, don't even get me started. Okay, sending you big love, homies. Until next time. <laughs>